1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the introduction to the pre-first episode of George's Box, brought to you by BronxPinstripes.com, presented by eventually, hopefully, a lot of sponsors. That's the goal. I am your host, JJ, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, Keith McPherson.
2: The man, the myth, the
1: legend. I like that. Thank you. I'm going to hype you up big time. So really what we're looking to do here is to give you a little bit of introduction to who we are. I know if you've been following Bronx Pinstripes, maybe you've been following me, maybe you followed Keith. But for people who don't know who we are, we want to give you a little bit of an idea of who we are, what we're going to be doing, uh, as we deliver a podcast to you every Wednesday about the Yankees and the world around the New York Yankees. Um, Keith has been with Bronx Pinstripes for a couple years, doing some social media stuff, doing some videos, uh, you know. And, you know, really just being part of the BP crew. Um, I come from Barstool Sports. So uh, maybe you heard of us, maybe you haven't. We want you to know who we are. And every Wednesday, you are going to get a new show from us, probably about an hour long, and we've got some fun stuff planned throughout the year. But, Keith, uh, as we you know almost kind of justify why we're here and who we are and why people should listen to us uh you're a, a born and raised yankee fan just like myself right
2: yes sir i uh, mean it goes yeah I, I would say for both of us it's got to go back that far right yeah. was uh, your dad a yankee fan
1: yeah uh my first game that i went to was on uh tuesday april 16th 1985 the yankees <laughs> won 6 to 5 in a walk off home home Opener against the Chicago White Sox. So uh, Let's see. I was born in February. My dad brought me to the, the home opener that year. So, yeah,
2: I can't post a stat like that. The <laughs> 80s, 90s. I don't know when my first Yankee game was, but um, there's pictures of me very little with Yankee logos on my shirts, hats. Um, my dad is definitely a Yankee fan. Um, my mom, I guess she would be a Yankee fan um, growing up. No one told me what to be. Um, I watched TV like every other kid in the 90s and the Yankees won and I was a Bernie Williams fan. I remember a couple people telling me I looked like Bernie Williams very young and I was sold. What about you? Yeah,
1: I mean, I just you know, I had a, my dad grew up going to Yankee games, going to a a ton of games. He actually had one of those passes that gets you two tickets to any game uh, through a family friend when he was in his 20s. So he could just go to any game and get it. Um, and so he started bringing me. I'm born and raised in the Bronx on City Island. I went to the Bronx High School of Science, which is about four train stops north of Yankee Stadium. So a being an Irish guy from the Bronx, or at the time an Irish kid from the Bronx, and going to high school right near the stadium presented me with a unique opportunity that I had a friend whose dad was a cop at Yankee Stadium. So we could get on the train, go down, and there was no StubHub. There was no SeatGeek. He would just walk up to a scalper and confiscate tickets and give them to us.
2: Like, that's so lit, bro. Like, I can't even, like, that's like you you write in the, the movie, right? Like, that's some type of movie stuff. Like, I was in Jersey where everybody, I assume, is a Yankees fan. But I know there's Mets fans. I know there's Phillies fans. But, like... I just remember the, like, energy when I was young, like, in the fall when, like, postseason baseball was coming, everybody had a Yankee hat on or everybody was talking about the Yankees. And this is before technology was so big. It was like all the papers were writing about the Yankees and the radio was talking about the Yankees. So how could you not be a Yankee fan? Now, you were literally right by the stadium. I was almost two hours south of the stadium, And uh, Monmouth County, I would say, maybe is an hour and 45. I don't want to
1: miss mean, tra- too far. I mean, with traffic, that's right. a two-hour tra- with traffic, with traffic.
2: That's a two-hour hike to get to Yankee Stadium. So I, I definitely wasn't pulling up in 85. I wasn't born. But even in the 90s, no one was driving me up there. It was kind of like you're a Yankee fan based off of what you got from the media. Um, I think it's dope that you're experienced. And we got you on BP Bronx Pinstripes. You are a Bronx guy personified. Very, I mean, mu- very
1: much so, born and raised, love the Bronx, uh, you know, I know it has the best pizza of all five boroughs, you know, it's the important things like that, so um, you have a very unique background, I would say, in the world of baseball, because you are basically the real world of baseball, you were yeah. a, I don't know if you were you considered a, I guess they called you cave dwellers, but you're almost a cast member on the reality show that was the MLB Fan Cave.
2: Yeah, uh, the Cave Dwellers title came from the MLB Fan Cave. So the kids in the cave are the cave dwellers. But um, I've put on my resume, like, social media ambassador, fan cave representative. Um, Yeah, there's definitely, like, a real-world element to it. They selected us. um, You know, eight strangers representing baseball teams across the country come together to watch every single game at... The MLB fan cave, like literally like Willy Wonka's factory type thing. Like they open the fan cave and we're running through the cave. Like, yo, this is where we're going to watch every game this season. Like that actually happened for me. So how do you, um, how do you end up on that? Well, I mean, my story is crazy. Uh, I went to school with this girl. Shout out to Victoria Ritz. Um, She was working in casting, um, I think at MTV at the time, foreshadowing where I ended up. Um, and she reached out to me on Facebook and she's like, hey, I always see you like in pictures at Yankee Stadium or, you know, you literally have a Yankee hat on every day. Like or, like you seem like a big Yankee fan from your post. Your statuses are like, you know, criticizing the Yankees most of the time. <laughs> and um, I'm like, yeah, I was like, of course, I'm a Yankee fan. She's like, you should submit. Sends me a link. It's like, send us a two minute video. Tell us why you're a fan and why you should be picked to be in the MLB fan cave at this time. I didn't know what the fan cave was. I saw the fan cave on baseball tonight and i thought it was just like oh it's new york city they have a place for major league baseball fans to go watch games like that's cool i thought like almost
1: apply, like a like almost like a sports bar type thing you thought it more was like
2: yeah more like remember like espn zone that used yeah. to be like i thought it was something like that um i'm like apply for what and then i read more into it and it's like okay you know i saw the class before me they pick fans from different teams to come and do you know social media digital stuff write right blogs um do podcasts, create video content, meet the players, stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I'm like, yo, this would be sick. I would love to do this. Um, I submitted and then it took a few months, but through each month, every other week or so, maybe like three weeks, most went by. Someone was calling me from a 212 area code um, saying, hey, this is such and such with MTV casting. Like you're still in the running for the MLB fan cave. Like, are you still interested? What's going on? Can we ask you some more questions? I'm like, is this real life?
1: Yeah. So what's it? So what is entailed in being a part of that? I mean, that that was every day, beginning of the season to end of the season,
2: just kind of watching every game. It was so much more than that. It was like uh, one, it's like a 14 hour day watching every single game. Two, you have, you know, some of your rivals next to you. You have, you know, um, people coming in that are in from New Zealand visiting New York City and want to see the fan cave. Then Charlie Blackman might show up. Then we need you guys to do a Snapchat story. And then, like, we're playing like um, we're playing fantasy baseball. We're, we're playing a game called Home Run Derby, trying to see who can pick the people that are going to hit the m- most home runs or, you know, most home runs for the week. Um, we're playing beat the, the streak. It's like an all-encompassing, like, baseball world. And you go there. First pitch is at 105 or 1235. You, it's like you're clocking in for the day. And you don't leave until the last out of the West Coast game Every day.
1: <laughs> That's a long, wild experience. Um, I imagine it, that makes for a really long summer. You're not making it to the shore. But yeah. And you a- got to
2: love it. You got you. Ha- you literally if you if you didn't love it, you would have you couldn't make it through the first week of games.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a crazy experience. I remember when they were doing that, um, just it seemed like a, a great opportunity. And I know we've talked a little bit, bit about it kind of off air. And I know what a tremendous experience it was, you know, for you to be able to do that. And then from there, it kind of tied in that you just got, you know, you you built, at least my understanding, some camera presence, really just broadcasting presence to then start to get involved with some of the Bronx Pinstripe stuff. And and kind of here we are.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, shout out to M- MLB, Major League Baseball. Like, they had everything in there that you could possibly want to do. If you want to shoot something, we can set you up with a camera We can set you up with a script like we were creating things all the time. And I went to school for radio and television. So I kind of just took that with me. And the biggest component that I tell people that got me into the fan cave, it wasn't that I was the world's biggest Yankee fan. It was I was a big Yankee fan and a DJ. They needed someone to DJ the place. We had fashion events, wine parties, um, hosted different people and different sponsors and, you know, Delta and I don't know, Pepsi um someone had to DJ. So I was able to DJ all of the events, DJ when the players came, like Yasiel Puig comes, we're we're turning up. Uh that was the biggest thing that I think got me in there. And the fan cave helped me like facilitate all of that. Um mostly obviously the social media part, which um I went on to to work after the fan cave. But yeah, you're hundred percent right. It it did help me facilitate like what I'm doing now. Um
1: That's similar awesome.
2: Similar to like you know, how, how you've been in, in front of the camera with Stadium Eats and uh, some of the Barstool stuff. We, we all know about that. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into Barstool. Because I know you're, you're doing your own thing now, but let's, let's take them back to when that started and uh, give us that origin story from J.J. from the Bronx. Yeah, I mean, for
1: anyone who, who doesn't know who I am, I, you know, like I said, born and raised in the Bronx, grew up, uh, went to college in Philly. I uh, started doing some stand-up in Philly just kind of as a hobby. I worked in advertising, and I thought it would be fun to uh, learn how to present better by telling you know, kind of dirty jokes at night. And then from there, I moved back to New York, and a buddy of mine, Kevin, who uh, is KFC with Barstool, and I were talking, and they were looking for a Yankee guy. And I didn't know if it'd be for me. And I thought maybe one day I'd get free tickets to one game if I wrote some blogs. So I kind of took that on. And Barstool was very small at the time. And big shout out to them. Uh, they get knocked around in the press a lot. So whether you like them, you hate them, uh, whatever your feelings are on them personally, I, you know, I could tell you that they're always great to me. And you know, if you don't like it, change the channel. But from that, I got the opportunity to really just do whatever I wanted to do. So I could podcast, I could go on other shows, I could go on WFAN. Uh, whenever someone offered, I was able to do whatever you know I really wanted to. And from that, I started making a web series called Stadium Eats, where I go around Yankee Stadium and some other stadiums and really just review the food. I uh, actually just got back from Tampa, where we were down there for the BP Crew event, and uh, filmed the first episode of the new season with, uh, with Scott. And so I'll be doing that all season, too. So if you see me at Yankee Stadium, I'm probably going to be eating uh, on camera, which is it takes balls (laughs) to do that. It takes some balls to do that. And, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking forward to really, you know, shooting the shit with you every week, talking about baseball, talking about the Yankees and really, you know, what's going on with the Yankees, what we think they should do, what we think they shouldn't do. But I think one difference between us – and the, you know, original Bronx Pinstripe show, because, uh, you know, some people have asked me when I told them, I said, well, you know, how's your show going to be different? Yeah, for sure. Those guys, Scott and Andrew, do a, a great job at uh, really breaking down the game, getting guests that, you know, can are from Baseball America, and I'll, I'll talk really the X's and O's. Um, I think we both can talk X's and O's, but we're more Jimmy's and Joe's, guys. Let's talk about the decisions they're making, why they're making them, what's kind of funny behind that. You know, we have segments planned for every week where uh, we're going to have someone come on and talk Sabermetrics, and it's called Shut Up, Nerd. Uh, We're going to talk about (laughs) Yankee's Twitter. What's going on in Yankee's Twitter? What do we love about it? What do we hate about it? Uh, Every week, we're going to bring you the story that's not a story. Baseball is a long season, and the regular media needs to make something out of nothing at a certain point. And every week, we're going to make fun of the fact that no one cares if Zach Britton changed his name from an H to a K. There's no reason for any kind of reporting on that.
2: To the casual fan, like, who is Zach Britton? Like, you know, why are you talking about his jersey change? But, hey, story is not a story. There's a bunch of those. And, like, the greatest thing about baseball is there's a bunch of little storylines through baseball that make it that much greater to watch. And that's what people on the outside don't get, right? Oh, you guys actually watch baseball? Like, when I was in the cave, you guys watch baseball all day? Do you like it? It's like, what are you talking about? Of course we like it. And we know about it. That's why we're so into it. So, I think people will come to this podcast, they'll hear our takes. Uh, you're hilarious. I'm a little peculiar, I think. And the name George's Box, like, I don't know. I always look at, like, the Steinbrenner family and, like, George Steinbrenner. I literally just went back and watched old Seinfeld clips of, like, the – because I didn't watch Seinfeld growing up. But I look at, like, George Steinbrenner and us naming this George's Box. is like – imagine we were sitting in George's Box and, like, had our own little area to, like, chat about the Yankees, chat about what's going on in Major League Baseball – Up on that perch of like overlooking the Yankees, overlooking all of Major League Baseball in New York City once a week, maybe twice a week. You know what I'm saying? Like us back and forth, just having a chat at the ballpark or, you know, the weekend chat outside of the ballpark that, you know, everyone's going to have this season.
1: Yeah, I would say if you're new to us, you you don't know who we are. uh, Give us a shot. Uh, Our first couple episodes are going to come out on the Bronx Pinstripe Show uh, feed. We'll also have our own feed. George's box. You'll be able to get on iTunes. You know, kind of Goodness all the places for the podcast. You'll be able to get it everywhere you get podcasts. Uh, give us a shot. We'll both be around the stadium all year, filming videos, hanging out. We'll be at the BP events. Uh, I went to my first BP event this weekend in Tampa, and for a place that's it's not even Yankee Stadium, yeah. uh, I think we have like a hundred people. So super solid. Yeah, so you know, we want to see you out at those events. We want to meet you guys. We want your feedback. There's going to be the opportunity to uh, you know send in questions that we'll answer for you to be a part of the show, uh, and and really we're excited to do this. You know, I think yeah. you can follow us both on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at JJ from the Bronx. You could follow me with the same name on Instagram, Keith. Where can they find you?
2: Um same, you know, Keith McPherson at Keith McPherson on Twitter, at Keith McPherson on Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, uh, Facebook, wherever you can find me, it's just gonna be my first and last name. I, I dropped my DJ alias a long time ago. And uh I've also dropped my DJ alias
1: as well. <laughs> uh so you can also find us on Twitter at George's Box Pod. Uh we're still building out that profile and everything, but give it a follow. You'll get clips from here, you'll get uh, a bunch of relatively interesting information about the show and what we're trying to do. Uh, but we appreciate you giving us a chance. Keith, I'm excited to work with you this year. Uh, we're going to have a shit ton of fun getting to kind of provide just a little more commentary on our road to our 28th championship.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it's it's the 10-year mark. Uh, I think this is the year that we win it. I think this is the year that everyone's looking for us to win it. Um I think as much coverage as we can create, as much chatter as we can create, dialogue, video content around the Yankees. Why not? Um, I think obviously your bar stool experience, my fan cave experience, and other things we've both done over time puts us in a good position to create some good content. Hopefully, people like it. Hopefully, people you know listen to the podcast, subscribe, follow us. Um, whatever. I think we're uh, we're only adding to you know the embarrassment of riches this Yankees team has. With the social media and the digital aspect being dope, too. Like, I don't know how many other fan bases have a Bronx pinstripes. Um, Shout out to Scott. Shout out to Andrew. Because I've been watching them. Like, here's a story for you. Like, before I got in the fan cave, they were my go-to source for everything. Twitter, checking out the website, reading about the Yankees. Like, that's where I went for Yankee news. Not knocking any of the, um, you know, other places that people go or whatever. For me, it was BP. So, when I got into the fan cave, um, I invited – Scott and whoever he might want to come to the fan cave and watch a Yankee game with me just because I was saying to them, hey, I'm a fan and I want to share this fan cave experience because like like I feel a part of you guys. And that's the thing. Scott has always made fans and people that root for the Yankees and support us feel like, yo, you're a part of this machine. And the guys came and watched the game with me. They were super cool. I literally felt like it was like five of me's Justin, Ryan. Um, I forget who else came. I'm, I'm forgetting who else came there and be mad at me? But shout out to you guys. Um, and I've been working with Bronx Pinstripes ever, ever since. I've gone to um, – some people might recognize me from going to Wrigley last year. I did the Snap Story. Uh, I think we won 3-2. I think it was two years ago. 3-2 um, when Brett Gardner hit that home run. On Cinco
1: de Mayo. You were there as well, right? I was standing behind you, and we didn't know each other.
2: How crazy is that? Like That's... I'm in the bleachers and left field behind Garner. They're, they're giving him hell. And like he hears them and I know he hears them. It's like, you can't not hear him. And he paid him back. And I caught that moment on snap. And I'm like, you know, that video we put on Facebook and a bunch of people hit me up. Hey man, keep doing that. So I've, I've taken Bronx pinstripes with me to different stadiums um, that I've hit and I, you know, I, I still plan on doing that. But now, you know, on another platform, a podcast, you know, I'll be able to share some experiences and some stuff with you guys too. And then, you know, obviously JJ and I, you know, we're going to London this year. Like, we're gonna be on the podcast. We'll share that on Snap. Like this whole thing's just gonna go. So I'm excited about it.
1: Yeah, I think you know we're excited to meet everyone. So give us a chance. Uh, download, subscribe, rate all those fun things. We're gonna see you all your Bronx Spin Stripes events. We'll see you at other games. We'll see you in London. And uh, Keith, man, I'm excited to work with you. I think we're gonna have a really good time. And now we get to close it out uh, by probably so far the best part of this show. Letting Susan Waldman do her thing. Thank you guys very much. And we'll see you every Wednesday.
2: Lit. See you soon.